Cool. Start streaming. Connect stream. Let's go live. You drop us go, 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 go. And we're live. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Cocktails and Crypto. I'm uh, Rob Groove, along with uh, Alistair and Chris. And we're here to just talk about some stuff. Oh, wait a minute. You're looking at the uh, streaming thing. Here we are. So, yeah, we're just here to talk about some crypto stuff. And uh, if anybody's got any questions, feel free to write in the comments. And we will be happy to answer them. So, let me just check that we've got zero listeners. Okay, things are going well. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'm going to post it to my Facebook. Uh, yeah, mind. I'm trying to find the uh, link. Uh, we're all very new to this by the way <laughs> but um link is in the chat there you go cool a oh, nice one copy link drop that on amc chat as well nice one okay got a really nice like Go, 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 the thing. And then now just like got nothing because we're all just like <laughs> share the link and shit. Yeah, we should have like done this a little bit earlier, I suppose. But well, I'm not sure how to get the link before going live, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good so, point. I know you yeah. can do it, uh, with like Twitch streams and stuff, but whatever. Hello, everybody, properly now. Okay, dokey. So I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of topics to get us started. I was thinking of starting quite simple and basic. Um, <laughs> so I guess first of all, get start off with uh, this is not financial advice. None of us are professionals. We're all just people that are enjoying the hobby, so to speak. So anything that we say shouldn't be taken in uh, as advice and you shouldn't do anything that we're about to say or do because we are just three people that don't know what we're doing and expect to lose your money if you do what we say. <laughs> so I think one of the um, basic mistakes that people have, that people do when they first come to crypto is that they think that they're going to put some money in and they're going to make loads of money and it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. And within like three months, they're going to be, you know, buying Lambos and houses and stuff. It's not worth for and... me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, but I think it's more like, uh, really, I think the best way to go around it, and this isn't financial advice again, is... Instead of just chucking a load of money at it and not knowing what you're doing, like I did when I first started, I just, I had no clue and I just bunged a load of money in and, and I made money, but I didn't know how to hold on to it. And so I tripled my money in a month. And after that, I was down 50% from everything I put in. Ouch. And it was through that, that next beer period that I, beer market, that I actually learned a lot about the technology, about, um, about, the global economic system, banking, everything that I've I've learned so much just from understanding Bitcoin basically and following good YouTubers. And so it's probably 
a lot better to uh, put in small amounts over an extended period of time rather than chucking a load of money in it. So I think a four-year mindset. Rob, is, can I interrupt uh, quickly? Um, I'm just seeing this uh, X-Split broadcaster is muted. Does that mean that that doesn't mean that the live stream is going to be muted, does it? X-Split muted. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait a minute. No. Okay, that good. is um, because <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm, I've connected with two different channels. I'm connected on my phone and I'm connected on the computer. Gotcha. So I'm sharing the screen off the computer and the audio is coming through my phone. Just, yeah. No, really. didn't want you to waste all that intro. Um, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, no, according to this, it's the, vo the volumes. Look, I've got this here. Look. And uh, one, two, one, two, volume's good. So, so yeah, I think it's better to, like, say, if you have, um, I don't know, say you have a thousand pounds, euros, dollars, whatever to put in over the course of a year, don't just bung it in in one go. Split that thousand into, uh, you, you could put it into 12 payments and you could put one, one lump in each month for a year. And if you could, if you could repeat that process over a four-year period, I think you would, um, you get the best of everything. I think what you're trying yeah. to go for is you're like really trying to, you know, manage expectations, right? Um, if you're gonna go, because we all hear the stories about the people that got rich overnight. You know, they they put everything on red, and uh, they 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 became millionaires and. If you're going to rely on luck, there's going to be more unlucky people than there are going to be lucky people. If you want to make consistent profits, it means, number one, um, you have to kind of commit to it and learn a lot of stuff. And uh, it means that you're not going to maximize your profits. You're going to have to have safe profits, even if they're smaller ones, right? Uh, I think that's what um, that's what you're trying to say. And uh, I, I would, you know, 100% agree with it. I, I really want to get rich overnight, but... I, I, <laughs> Even more so, I also really, really, really don't want to go broke overnight as well. <laughs> you know, um, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather n not be rich than not be broke. Not be rich, be broke. Is, am I saying that correctly? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, mean? <laughs> I think that's really true. Actually, like you said, the whole dollar cost average thing is a very good point. I think something I messed up on when I first sort of got in is I did start off very small, just putting a few quid in here and there. And I did that, but when I got in, it was kind of coming up. It was just before the first, well, not the first, but the 2017 bull run. But FOMO really got the better of me through that. I just kind of, you know, Everything you saw the price go up. It just keeps going put, up. Yeah, yeah, put more money in, goes up, put more money in, goes up. That's like, this is great. But then start putting bigger amounts in, but near the top. And then obviously it all went to poop. And Well, yeah, if you put, say, 100 quid in this week and by next week it's now two, 300 quid, well, you're like... This is easy. Let's yeah. put a grand I'm in. gonna put so some more in. Grand in, and the grand turns into two grand uh, two weeks later. So you're like, well, "What can I sell? I need to sell something." Like, but I, I guess that's all part of like how the parabolic rise of of each crazy uh, bull market happens. Is everybody's in the, the same mindset, and it's just a load of newcomers coming in and just going. Oh, I think you're crazy. right. Stuff this is kind of. Yeah, it just gets momentum, doesn't it? And I think once the momentum picks up, it's everyone just thinks I want in on this. 
But what you don't realize at that point is that you're putting money in. You're basically pumping the bags of people that have been waiting for three years Mm. through hard times and watch their money go down and down and down. I guess that's very true. Because this book, right? It's almost almost like when you've been through a bear market, you're like, I've earned my stripes. I am going to have this. And now this is my first full cycle. I, I haven't, I don't think I've, I've almost done a full cycle. Same for me. And uh, this time around, this time I'm like, this is great. Instead of putting more money in, I'm starting to take a little bit of profit at these prices. It's not, I'm not taking but much I, out, but yeah, just, uh, I mean, recently I took a decent chunk out and bought something nice with it. So, but yeah, it's really nice to actually take some out rather than be putting money in. You know, I, I don't think we are near the top, but, no, I think at the same time, it. I don't think I'm personally not putting huge amounts more fear in at this point. But that's because I've, I've already got some in, so I've got nothing left to put in. <laughs> <laughs> like... also, um, you know, the whole discussion is also it's worth discussing why people are doing this in the first place, throwing themselves into something so you know risky and volatile. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we were we were talking about this well, uh, because they don't know it's volatile. We do, because we've all heard the, you know, the, the scare stories, you know, the fucking bloodbath that happens when the, you know, the the downturn happens. Um, but we so also hear all the good stories. And I think it's, you know, we, um, I think, you know, we, we, we've lost all our safe investments now, haven't we? What, what are the safe investments these days? You know, bonds? <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Gold, I guess. Gold, gold. silver, precious gold metals. Like, you know, it's, like, it's a good place to keep your money, but to let it grow, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> stocks, uh, I like stocks, by the way, because at least like there's a company behind it and they're kind of, they, they can adapt to circumstances. But stocks these days in particular, especially this last year, there is no reason they should be this high. Right? <laughs> it's like the economy is full of shit. You, uh, say, you, say, you say that you like stocks, though, because there's a company behind it. But the thing is, you've seen a lot of crypto projects and they're companies. And the only difference is, is that yeah. you actually get the token in your possession. And, and sometimes that token has a use. I'm not saying I like stocks to the exclusion of crypto, um, but I do like I do think stocks are a decent investment. Uh, you know, in normal times, I've These never had crypto. stocks, and I find them boring. But well, you find them boring because they don't give you, you know, the returns that um, you know crypto can give you. And I think yeah, that I ten twenty percent. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, You'd be lucky to have that even with stocks, right? Uh, so we have like this whole fucking generation of people putting all of their money into crypto, which, you know, I'm, I'm a crypto guy. I'm an advocate of it. I like it. Uh, and yet so many people are losing it because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's because they don't have safe alternatives. Now, this last, uh, what is it? We've had like two, three weeks now of like, of, of like a little dip. Have you been quite worried? Have you been like, is this it? Is this the end of the run? Have you? Is it, the thoughts crossed your mind? I'm sure. Oh, crossed my mind. Crossed, yeah. Likewise, I, I don't think it is, but I think that's it. Yeah. Every time it dips, you just think, ah, oh, what? What if this is it? And then I, is it, it's just like stagnancy at the moment, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's, oh, where is it going to go up or down? <laughs> yeah, I think you look as at well. Your blog, 
you I look just at your think... portfolio and it's just red for days and it's just like mm. <laughs> uh, I need to like buy something what's going to go up and then and then like today everything's green and you're just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was so hurt in the first the first sort of my first bull run anyway like I said completely bought the top um, especially on the ETH I just I literally bought that within I think a few pounds worth of the top. I, I couldn't have timed it better, but yeah, I lost a lot. And I think just because of my experience on that last bull run this time, I just think I've, I need to take some profit, even if I take it early. I can't get stung like that again. But yeah, I don't think it is the top, personally. You see, that's something about, that's like people saying, oh, regulators need to come in. Like, there needs to be somebody there to say, this is too risky for you. You shouldn't be playing with this because you can't afford to lose. What's your thoughts but on that? I totally think that to like if you're gonna ride a bicycle for the first time, you're gonna fall off and you're gonna get a cut. You're gonna get a graze. And then you learn not to fall off. Right? So you know, we got in at the end of a bull run, like people are going to get in at the end of this one and they're going to triple their money in, in a month and then they're going to lose 50% or 80% of it. And they're either going to sell at a loss and go, that shit is terrible. I'm not touching it again. It's dangerous. Or they're going to knuckle down. They're going to start learning about what is it? What just happened? Why did I make that much money so quickly? And how did I lose it? And then you start to, then you start to like learn what it is, how much it's going to change the world. And that's another thing versus stocks. I think it's just so exciting. Just the, like you can have all these ideas about what can be done with the technology. And then something new comes out that you've never heard of before, or something comes out that you've heard of before, but it's, it's, it's used in a new way. And then you're like, whoa. Well, if you can do that, then you can then you can add this with that, and then you can do this, and that's a new thing. And it's just like there's all these things that can be done, and it's just it's just so exciting. It never gets boring. That, that's the thing. So, sorry, go on, Alison. Uh, no, I was just going to say this is exactly the kind of thing that does lead to a speculative bubble, right? It's the excitement for the possibilities of it all, um, and you know it is a bubble, right? Um, no, that doesn't have to take away from the. The, the the quality of like the, its foundations right and what it can do for the world in the same way you know that pets.com was a useless project that didn't benefit anyone or that a chocolate company selling you know chocolate on the internet was valued at a billion dollars this is stupid um but people understood the internet was uh you know a, a world changing thing a lot of people made a lot of money a lot of people lost a lot of money and what happened when they lost that money well you know federal uh, you know, central banks lower their interest rates, uh, meaning they lower, you know, bond yields as well, uh, meaning people take riskier investments. And next thing you know, you get 2008, you know, recession. Um, so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm positive about blockchain and the potential to change the world and the potential to make money. Um, but I think it's so exciting to a lot of people and people are seeing so many people make so much money that it could cause a lot of just complete fucking devastation in the process. Like, this is not going to be clean <laughs> at all. Well, 
in 2017 when I got in, I made some money like super quick. And I was like, oh my God, this is, I didn't know anything, right? I was telling everybody, oh, you got to get in, you got to get in. And a bunch of people I know put some money in and then went through a bear market. And I had like three years or more of, pe- of these people saying to me, when's it going to go up? Like I'm, I'm down like 70%. Like hey, it's going to come, it's going to come. Yeah. Like, That's the thing. How many people are going to um, genuinely understand it, do the analysis, you know, read the, the literature, uh, figure out what it's all about versus how many people are just in it to make a quick buck? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of people. There's probably people right now with millions invested that just literally see it as a way to double, triple their money. They don't care about the technology. They've never actually withdrawn anything to a wallet. They've probably never even altered their own transaction fee. They've like, probably they've, they've not seen the length of the cycles. They think, oh, it's dropping. It's <clears> never going <throat> to come back up, right? Um, but also... They've never seen that kind of volatility either. Um, these people are going to freak out and a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. But also, I think that these people that put money in and and take profits like and actually double, triple their money in a short period of time and take their money out, and that's all it is to them. It's just it's just a way to make money. It's just an investment, a short, short-term investment. Well, I think after a couple of years they start to hear stories like, oh, this technology has been created and this massive global company has started adopting blockchain technology. And and then it's like, and I think it doesn't matter how sophisticated of an investor you are. I think it, I think everybody's the same when they come to, to crypto for the first time. They don't know anything about it. They maybe make or lose some money. And then two, three years down the line, they start to look into it and then they go, Oh, oh, wow. And yeah, then they start to... Best place to invest in the good projects in the future anyway, because they at least they know what the bad projects are in this case. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. It's like it's hard to tell, isn't it? I mean... I suppose as well, it's your uh, risk appetite, isn't it? How, how high risk do you want to go? Like, there probably are some very good, very sort of low-cap projects, but it's, do you want to take the risk on them or do you just stick to the big ones that's another thing it's like you have to remember like bitcoin is a risky asset ethereum is even more risky but to me they're safe (laughs) i kind of see it like that now yeah i almost see like yeah bitcoin is like a a sure sure thing long term in my mind so then then when you go and put some money into like uh a five million dollar market cap project that's been out about two weeks and you just heard about it because someone posted it somewhere and you go and took like probably a week's worth of your wages if you were working into that thing and then you look into it like that's risky that's like yeah if you thought bitcoin was risky this is like other like bitcoin and ethereum is like level ground zero and these other things are like Vegas kind of risky (laughs) yeah like basically chuck your house on three (laughs) (laughs) like there are gone 
but it just so happens that there's so many people doing it and so many people making money and there's so much money flying around. Yeah. You don't have to, and this isn't financial advice, but it's not like you have to put your money on something that is going to be around for the next five years. You just want to put something in to something that you think people will think could be around in five years, whether it is or not, because mm. it doesn't matter what happens. Those that have been through a bear market are going to be selling almost everything at the end of this bull run. And everybody think, that just got in thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is XRP. It's going to be huge. It's a banker's coin, isn't it? Like the bankers control the world. And now there's cryptocurrency. So when the bankers make a cryptocurrency, it's got to win. It's got to win. Right. I, I want to I kind of carry off for like from this point, right? Because like, I, I suppose, you know, anybody that listens to this is m- might be asking themselves the same question that I've asked myself. And I suppose a lot of people were asking themselves before they got into crypto is why is it valuable? Right. Cause I think like we, we need to like address this, don't we? Right. Yeah, why, I think so. why is it valuable? Right. And I've, I've heard the same thing over and over. It's like it's basically fiat, it's not banked by anything. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, say if if it's backed by gold what the hell does that mean why is gold valuable it's not it's 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 a shiny thing right and it looks nice but the aztecs didn't value it they threw it into a fucking lake right because it's like a religious ceremony and they didn't think it was a a store of wealth for them um the best way i've come to understand it is the same way that a social media website might be valuable if you're the only one on it it's useless you're you're post something nobody's gonna read it you've got nothing else to read you're the only one on it but if you've got other people on it and all your friends are on it now it's valuable right because people are going to read your posts and you've got posts to read you've got you've got a network there and the bigger the network the more valuable it is um the more you want to be on it um the, the harder it is to get off it as well um it so happens that bitcoin and Robin like- talking about this Again, you mean like the the fiat money supply system? Uh, it's a big network. It's a big network, but people do value fiat money, right? You know, if I'm going to give you a euro, you're going to take it. <laughs> yeah, know? but that's because we're brainwashed into it. Like we, no, we it's right. we well, are I mean, not yeah, taught kind of to question. Um, but like, we're not like, taught to question the monetary supply. No, right? Okay, right. I think right. that's very true. Yes, so many don't. That's, that's, this is how it works. You don't. There's no reason to question it because you're so busy. But this is money to pay the rent. This is you kind point. of just accept it from a kid, don't you? Like, as yeah, growing up, right. you get your pocket money and you spend it, and you never really question what that money is or why it has value. It's just, but even it if gets you get your chocolate bar and you're happy, even if you do, if I, Chris, give you a thousand pounds today and you've you've questioned it, you've thought it all through, but if I offer you a thousand pounds, you're going to take it. You know why you're going to take it? Because somebody else will take it. You can give it to somebody else in exchange for something. And maybe they've questioned it, but they know some other money is going to take it, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a thing. It's a network. It's a network. If, if, if uh, I'm the only one that has gold, nobody else cares about it because they've all thought it through and think, oh, it's just a cool, shiny thing, but it's not worth anything, then that gold has no value. But because there is a network of people who are willing to trade in gold and they're willing to trade in it because there's other people that are willing to trade on it, now that gold is valuable. And we use that as literally the gold standard and it's it's that more than anything to me anyway and i'm open to debate on this by the way because i really want to kind of get this it's that that's what makes bitcoin valuable there's a hundred million people 
trading in Bitcoin. Now, for it to become not valuable anymore, you would have to convince 100 million people that it's not valuable. How do you convince 100 million people of anything at all? I think that is very true. I think, like you said, the market speaks, doesn't it? So whatever you're talking about, something's got value if it's valuable to somebody else, no matter what it is, yeah. whether it's a physical or virtual asset. It's a network. So, have you seen, have you and, seen uh, this? Nope. No. This is the, uh, it's the money supply. It's called the Fred M1 money, money supply. And so you can see that from, well, the 1950s until what, 2008? Where's 2008? So if we go to 2008-ish, there you go. So this is what happened to the money supply in 2008 during a financial crisis. Now I remember, I don't remember the exact amount, but I remember them saying, oh, we're gonna print something like $350 billion to, to, to help, help the world not collapse. And at the time that was a massive amount of money. Everyone was like, how much? That's ridiculous. <laughs> so they printed all this money and you know, it, it basically went to the bankers. It doesn't go to everyone. Everyone lost, millions of people lost their homes and all that stuff. And the whole world, I remember I was in England at the time and my work dried up. Um, I had no work for like three months. So I just, you know, stayed home and played a lot of PlayStation. But the whole time I'm thinking, what can I do? But look at the money supply from then on, it just kept on going and going and going, right? And it's just been steadily going up. And all the time this is happening, our money, our wages don't go up the same speed that the, the money supply goes up. <laughs> and yes, this is dollars, but the dollars, dollars are the, uh, the global currency and they affect everybody on the planet. So what happens to the dollar happens probably more severely in other countries. And the smaller your country is, the more severe it will be for you. So... As this money supply goes up and up and up, we've now come to a really bad point. And now look at this money supply. Wow. And the thing that the thing that is really, really interesting, I don't know if it says it on this page. I saw it somewhere. I was looking at it. They've um, discontinued this chart. Right? This chart isn't going to go past this point. So it goes up to February. Nothing to see here. <laughs> right? They've basically stopped the chart because they don't want us all to see. That's shocking, like, isn't it? Yeah. God's honest truth. So you're asking me, where does Bitcoin get its value? Well, you can't do this with Bitcoin. And that is why it's becoming the hardest asset on the world. In the world. But, no, that's why it's... Um... That's why it's valuable to us, Rob. But why are people buying and selling it now? Even people that don't believe in it as a long-term investment, it's got its price right now of you know fifty-four thousand dollars because of this network effect. Um, now, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I just I think, think hundred million Rob people are too hard to convince to change their minds, and that number is going to go up. The Bitcoin is not going to collapse to zero anytime soon. It's it's uh it's not something that rusts. It's not something that degrades. Um, 
and it's scarce. And that's why gold has always been money because it doesn't degrade. Exactly, and it's scarce. Very I think cool. that chart very well demonstrates like the sort of the lack of value maybe in fiat, just how easy it is to inflate away to just worthlessness, if that's a word. Well, if if yeah. I have a bar. And you two come into my bar like every day and I have to, you know, you, you work, you drink your way through my beers and I start running low on stock. I have to go out and I have to buy more with the money I've made and I have to restock so that I can continue making money in my bar. But imagine if you found out one day that I wasn't actually restocking from, I, would, I didn't have to buy the beer and I just had this printer that, printed cans of beer in the back out of thin air that didn't cost me anything right it's like would you stop coming in and buying overpriced beer that i can get in for free like oh wait there you've joined again i'm sharing my screen oh, right it's a it's a like that's the thing if you, if, if you found out that i was basically lying to you two and 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 every you know every like three years the price goes up a little bit and you're like oh you know it's an extra 10 cents of beer i don't know if i'm cool with that man i'm like i'm sorry mate like things go up you know things cost more and more but that's another thing it's like people don't realize why prices go up because it's so incremental it's so gradual like oh this is going up an extra three pence a liter or whatever the... You just deal with it, but, you, but your wages don't go up. I saw something like, recently. I can't remember exactly. Like the 70s, wasn't it, where wages kind of separated from interest rates and uh, inflation, yeah. um, which is like such a, you know, Reagan, Thatcher sort of a neoliberal um, thing that we just have to live with. Um, this here is a chart that might explain some of that, you know, inflation and that like money supply. Um you see here that this is a this is a federal interest rate, federal reserve interest rates for you know dollars, um, and you can see like 1980 they were charging like 20 percent. So you would take a loan out, yeah, you wouldn't take a loan out. An investment bank, you know, a Wall Street bank would loan out. You'd have to pay back 20 percent interest. This, is this is this basically is this, this is to do with bond yields, isn't it? No, no, no. This is just no. borrowing from the Federal Reserve, the central bank right. of the United States. Right. Which I think um, that's what bonds were. I'm not 100%. No, no. Bonds are like government issued IOUs. You're basically like, you give the government money um, and, they so they can, and they give you it back. And this is the other yeah. way around, right? This is like basically how they make that money back for you. They lend that money out to, um, you know, investment banks. I mean, it's obviously more complicated with modern monetary theory and, you know, basically printing money. But, um, you know, you basically they would lend money out to investment banks at 20% interest. And that basically meant you could get bond returns on 20% interest. And you look what happened after 2008, right? The interest rate collapsed to basically what we at here, like 0.07%. <laughs> it was just insane, right? Oh. Nobody's going to like, I mean, it, it, they're, they're going to borrow so much money with this. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy to pay back, you know? They're well, yeah, because it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. Now you see, like after almost a decade, it started going up, started going up, and then boom, back to zero again. Uh, when the money, is, when the interest rates are so low, um, you, you can't go any lower than this, right? You have to basically start paying people to take money. If you want to invest, you you know, if you want to uh, loan this money out to investment banks, 
Um, you've they've already got the best deal they can possibly get. With Another a, thing to add, add on to that. So if 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 zero percent interest isn't good enough, what's your only other option? You have to print the money. Don't you have to just conjure the money out of thin air to get them to take this money and get it into circulation and stimulate the economy? You can't stimulate to any further by lowering interest rates. So, right, I mean, sooner or later, the chickens have got to come home to roost. So <laughs> then everybody's everybody's taking loans that the economists essentially afford to pay back, but no, they can't no, afford not to because it's essentially that. free money. It's not even loans. Then, it's fucking giving the money to people, right? Not to people, but, to corporations. Right, they're just giving it them, giving yeah. them. The, it's like a but negative is, rate almost. If you have a lot of wealth and you're in a position to to make, you can borrow massive amounts of money at such low uh, interest rate rates. Then, I'm sure what they're doing is they can afford to just borrow masses of money for cheap, and by the time they actually pay it back, with the added inflation. It's even cheaper when they pay it back later because the money is worth less. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, that, yeah. that's right. Um, the bit the, this is like a driving force for inflation as well because um, you know you, you have like you know your your two thousand and one dot com bubble bursts here, right? Um, so they, they stimulate that nobody's got any money, right? They, they they've lost all the money in the the bubble, right? So how do you stimulate the economy? How do you get money moving? Well, you lower interest rates. You make it easier to borrow, right? Uh, that The money starts moving, and that genuinely worked, right? They did the same thing in 2008, right? Quantitative easing, right? Boom. But now, like, you can't go further lower than this. And then coronavirus happens. If you can't go lower than 0%, you, you, fuck, you have you to see, take the money away. Uh, and you so see the trend. The money. You have to print the money now, and that's what's really – that graph that you showed us, it basically, like, where did it start? It started, like, either here or here, but it was, like, one of these 0%. I guess uh, that's the, the huge problem, isn't it? Because, like you said, you've got no choice. You've got to print the money. You've got to do something. But at the same time, in doing that, you're devaluing the currency. Yeah, it's really unstable. Well, you've got, uh, not consistent. You've got a bunch of... All you've got is bad choices because there's no... Yeah, there's n- that's it, isn't it? There's no good kind of good way to go with it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so we've got this, right? And uh, where is that money, that printed money going, right? It's like, because it's especially the state, right? And the dollar kind of like, uh, it's very very influential currency. Uh, that money is is not going to your average person. It's, it's doing that whole trickle down thing, except it's not trickling down. Uh, they're giving it to companies who are using that money to, um, they're, they're, they're firing their workers, right? <laughs> and uh, they're, Buying back they're stock. Doing minimum, the minimum they have to do with the money to keep the money. No, no, they're buying back stocks, dude, right? That's what they're, th- this is why the stock market is soaring in America right now. They're using that money to buy back the stocks, and that pushes up the price of the stocks, which is really good for the you know boards of directors who are all majority shareholders. Um, Until it runs out. And uh, they. Um, but they're not improving their companies. They're not. That that increased share price is not and a reflection of improved companies. It's not a reflection of an improved economy. It's a K-shaped economy. Stock market goes up, economy, actual economy goes down. It's it's it can't last forever. It has to correct itself and it's gonna be such a major correction, right? It's it I can't see a simple, easy way out of this. I think that's what worries me. Because like you said, I just I don't know. I, I, maybe I am just very pessimistic, but 
like you said, I just think this just got to end badly, really badly in my eyes. Because like you said, I just think, where do you go from this? You can't print money forever. No. So something has to change. Something big has to change. Yeah. Scary. Wine. (laughs) 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 However, on the other hand, we've got Bitcoin. Yeah, we've got the <laughs> rainbow chart. Ooh. Have you seen the rainbow chart? This is. I have seen. This is like a logarithmic um, kind of uh, tops and bottoms, isn't it? I don't know if it's because it's got a rainbow on it and it's colourful and pretty, or what. I don't know. Who doesn't but... love a rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, is this up to date? Actually, where are we? Yeah. Yeah, it's a monthly chart, isn't it? So basically, well, right now we're in, um, is this a bubble question mark territory? <laughs> and we're, we, we just touched FOMO intensifies. But once we get into the second red from the top, we're into sell, seriously sell territory. And then if we make it to the dark red, we're in maximum bubble territory. Which, if you would have sold in the dark red at any of the previous bull runs, you've basically picked the top, except for 2014, where it broke above. Some people think that we might actually break above it this time. But um, looks like we did previously. I'm struggling to see the dates on that because I'm on my phone and it's tiny. But yeah, near over the, to the left hand side, it looks like we broke 2014. Above. Is it? 13. Yeah. Okay. When it touched $1,079, according to this chart. Oh, no, it went up to 1200 But then look at this crash here. It went from $1,000 down to $111. That'd sting, wouldn't it? So, and, and that looks like it happened in, in no time. Tenth. Okay. Uh, that yeah in a month about a month it dropped to 90 percent, but then it bounced back so imagine if i don't think i can zoom in. imagine if there you bought that... the top and then sold i know you'd be a very unhappy person wouldn't you but that's the thing is <laughs> it's, it's when you look at a chart of of bitcoin and you think oh, you know, it's easy. I'll just buy at the bottom in the bear market and I'll sell the top in the bull market and I'll buy in the bear market again. It's easy. But you two know, I mean, we all know this last two weeks, especially the last few days, you've been thinking, I mean, did anybody manage to buy in in the last couple of days? Did you think, I'm chucking something in, even if it's 20 quid, I'm chucking something in? Or were you like thinking, should I sell here? Because I think we're going lower. I did nothing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was too scared to buy in. But at the same time, maybe kind of confident enough that it's not the end yet. But no, I'm, I'm... it did cross my mind, definitely. As some of me did think, oh, maybe I should take a bit more profit here. I think uh, we're, um, we're, we're a little bit too far ahead. and It might actually do quite a serious correction. Uh, but then... I think it'll continue going up for a bit. 
Uh, we discussed this last week when we were looking at the stock to flow and uh, you know usually the the price is lagging a little bit behind the stock to flow line uh but in this case we're kind of like we're ahead of it a little bit and i wouldn't be surprised if we get some corrections to basically stay underneath it um you know and stay stay you know more close to it uh that that would make sense to me um so if it falls a bit i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it i can't remember what monthly average line it might be the 200 i don't remember but somebody is like in the last run in 17 we came back and touched the uh is it the 200 moving average maybe like a bunch of times and we haven't touched it it's almost like it's too powerful mm. um I think it's no. so easy to get emotional, isn't it? When stuff does correct a bit and drop a bit, you just sort of think, oh dear, is this it? Maybe I should sell before it goes even lower. But then you end up watching it go lower and lower, selling, then it goes back up. So I get how people do sell lows. It's just, yeah. I think it's because all the, the bearish people do sell, you know, when they get uh, paranoid, the only people left are the bullish people and they push the price back up. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. The green line is a 20, 20 weekly average, which we broke below it a few times, but it seems to basically be the line we bounce off of all the way through 2017. So whenever we get too far away from this green line here, this moving average, we have to come back and retest it before we move on. But then you look now and we haven't touched it. We haven't come back to touch it yet. And if we come back to touch it now, then that's going to bring the price down to probably about 40,000. And if you think about the last few days going from a high of almost 62,000 down to 50,000, it's been pretty hard. It's been pretty scary. Yeah. But then imagine if tomorrow it dumped or next to week 40. it just dumped down to 40,000 and probably broke below it. So maybe went to like 37 to 39,000. Well, it's going to hurt that, isn't it? How many people that just bought in recently, like say from the beginning of this year until now, are going to sell? They're going to get scared and sell because it broke through a line or, or it's dropped like 20, 30, 40%, whatever. And then the moment they sell, it just takes off and goes to a new all-time high and breaks that and goes up to 70, 80, 100,000. <laughs> like, so they buy in again. Yeah. Mm. And then it comes back to test and then they sell. Like, that's the thing is don't try and play in the waves, but just, again, like I said, right at the beginning of this podcast, just... Pick an amount of money, put it in every week or every month, the same amount on the same day, the same time, no matter what the price does. And I can't, I'm not going to say don't think about it because I mean, I refresh my portfolio. I don't know how many times every day, like it's every two minutes. It's yeah, literally like, um, every but two beyond minutes. just like looking at the technicals, I think like we're, you're, you're, you're hitting on a, a good point now because I think. We have had a lot of kind of mainstream hype this this round, haven't we? And um, you know, people are it's gonna hit the news and you don't buy the news, right? Unless you know you you have no experience whatsoever, which a lot of people do. They buy the news and the, the you know, price does go up a little bit too aggressively and it gets a bit exuberant. 
and then it drops you know when everybody buy, buys the news and you know they freak out and then they sell everything um you know i think th this can all be explained with fundamentals you know tesla you know it's a it's a big name every everybody elon musk you know they they put money in everybody's going to throw their money in uh people i think are energized by uh you know the the gamestop thing and they, they want to invest as well what everybody <laughs> knows about everybody's heard gamestop like and then and they're all like, yeah, take it to the man. Like I don't uh -huh. know anything about exactly. stocks, but I'm with you. I don't have any money to invest, but I'm on your side. Like yes. Oh, I think it's it's all that kind of like kind of that hype, and I think the bullish people are going to win out until it reaches its actual top. But in the meantime, it could go up, down, and all around. You know, it's going to go which way? I don't think it's at the top, and if it moves, but whatever, <laughs> as long as it gets to. It's actual top, and I don't think we're there yet. Um, as I say, I'm not going to lose any sleep if it drops for even like a month. I think we've got time yet. I probably lose more sleep when I've made a load of money than when I'm losing. <laughs> exactly, because you might have made more, right? So because it's like it's <laughs> such a rush, and you're like, yeah, how can you sleep, man? Like you can't, and you just every time you refresh, you're like, it's going up. Oh my god, it's I just made X yeah. amount more money in like the last five minutes. Oh my, you go shopping and you come back, you're like, I just made X amount of money going to the shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it just me that does this? You know, like if you buy into some high risk project, you don't put much in because you're being sensible and you know it's a complete gamble. You put, I don't know, fifty dollars in something like that, and then it starts dumping, and you're kind of watching it go down and down. And you're just so annoyed that you're losing your $50. But it doesn't even cross your mind the thousands you're losing on Bitcoin because that's also going down. <laughs> yeah. You're just, yeah. you're just watching the high-risk place thinking, oh, I've messed this up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, yeah, exactly. Um, but be, yeah, it's like because you've made this decision and you yeah. thought it was going to pump. And you're like, what? And you get so wound up over over, small over nothing. I, I and your whole that. yeah. No, that's and again, I've, I've sat awake at night over. This is this is stupid. I put twenty quid on this. Why am I sitting awake till one o'clock in the morning watching this? It's like nothing. Yeah. Or or you've just made like five hundred quid on on something that you bought for for twenty quid, and so you got five hundred quid. You're like, oh, this this other thing looks good. So I'll spend quid into that. And then it's basically free money you're playing with. So you put your money into this other thing and all of a sudden it's, it starts going down and you're just like, and, and I might lose sleep over that, right? I might lose I'm sleep saying, over that. But, and I'm like, but not thousands, of I'm losing on Bitcoin. <laughs> I just made 500 quid for nothing. Like it's, it's play money, you know? Oh. Yeah, nuts. But, but I have to say that I probably lose more sleep when, when things are going crazy. I just... I'm up at four o'clock in the morning, just like, oh my God, oh my God, it's nuts. And the annoying thing is, is that I've been going on about this shit for the last three years and no one's listened to me. But at this guy, yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, but um, but no, it's like, I'm, you can I'm do that for me. <laughs> When, whenever I go back to work, and I mean, Alistair, you know what I'm like. I'm just constantly, any excuse to talk, to put, put crypto into the conversation, I'm in. I, I can turn. about it, Nick? I can turn a conversation about nails and hair salons into, into crypto, whatever it is, I can, I can do it. And um, I've got this idea now, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off, but when I go back to work, I want to be 
I, I just don't want to talk crypto to anybody. I don't want to bring it up ever, right? Unless asked. And I want to make it so all my locals that come into the bar think something's wrong, thinks, thinks I've lost all my money or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the whole idea is, is that, no, I don't want to, I've, I've been moaning at you all for three years to put something in. And now you've missed the boat. So you've, um, you know, I don't want to tell anyone now. Yeah, no, I think people are, think, you know, you double down, don't you? It's like, uh, no, I'm not, not going to do so, fuck it. I think like you mentioned earlier as well, Rob, it's almost learning from my own mistakes, risky to start telling people we should definitely buy now in case you are telling them to buy the top. I, yeah. I, in 2017, I did that. I told people into it because I was buying yeah. and then they've lost a load of money. I mean, luckily some of them held on to it and now they're doing okay, but some well, didn't. Yeah, I, I told somebody, to, yeah, a few people put their money in. One person put like 400 euros in. And then like two years later, I'm like, how's your crypto doing? It's like, oh, I'm down, I'm down like 75%. I'm like, okay, well, I've just put some more in. I'm, I'm buying. No, no, no. I'm going to put some money into bonds. I was like, why? Well, because one euro is always one euro. I'm like, yeah, but one Bitcoin is always one Bitcoin. Right? <laughs> right? But it's, just, it's the same argument. Um. But then I, I was like, look, if you put 400 euros into something in a bull market in the height of everything, and now you're down 75%, you've turned 400 into 100. Well, that means that now if you put 100 in, it's like you've put 400 in, it's 75% off, it's on sale, it's going cheap. Yeah. Right? But that's, that's like, you know, people have to understand that. And it means they have to understand what Bitcoin is. And uh, it's, it's, you know, to be fair, it's not easy to understand it, right? I mean, it takes a lot. No, of... not everybody wants to understand it. No, everybody wants to as well, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, especially when you're winning at something, you know, you, you don't want to shut up about it. And if it's really interesting as well. Um, oh, man, there's, there's days I've just wanted to go outside and scream into the street. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. I just uh, want to go howl at the man. I'm talking about <laughs> Well, like we're in meetings and I'm like, so how about Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got it then. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I've got the bug. I've got the, <laughs> I got the bug. But I think, you know, That's... like I, I'm watching myself and I think it's really important to understand that as amazing as it is and as world changing as it is, like I try to keep an open mind that it's not the only world changing thing and it's not the only way to make money. Um, I, I don't want to get tunnel vision. You know what I mean? It's it's really important. Too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mate. You can get like you, mate, in particular, can get obsessed with anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do. I whatever it is, I'm yeah, all about that thing. I'm still um, I'm just gonna. Even like you know, as a software developer, you know, like I, I really, I, I like, um, especially, you know, as much as I like the cryptocurrency aspect of it, I like the distributed, uh, you know, processing side of it as well, and the decentralization and what it can do you know um in terms of applications more than currencies um and you know i, I look at it and i realize okay you, you, you've got this other thing to play with as well as our servers and our front ends and our databases and our cloud and all of that stuff it's another component in the ecosystem it's not the only thing yeah and, true. um you can you should you can and should have the same opinion as an investor um, it's a good way to make money if you know what you're doing. 
there's other good ways to make money as well. And I think if you keep that open, you might even find ways to connect the dots uh, in ways that maybe somebody that's purely crypto investing might not be able to. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've never really been good or that interested in the whole kind of investing and technical analysis type stuff. It's, yeah. it's no, more it's, just not, it's more like of... uh, you find like a small startup or something that um, is doing some really amazing stuff with crypto and maybe they were having an IPO. Uh, yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Uh, just knowing what crypto is means you can make an educated investment in that company in a way that maybe somebody else might not be able to. Got you. I see what you're saying. You can make money off that stock, even if stocks are boring. As well. What I all, all I want, what I would love to be able to do for a lot, as many people as possible, is just get everyone one decent airdrop. If I could put everybody into a position to just have you, have you had an airdrop yet, Alistair? No. Right. I, I like, I like uh, the the, um, the current DeFi stuff is very. I don't understand it, so I'm not putting my money in, basically. From what I've experienced, I've had a bunch of airdrops, and it seems to me like you get rewarded for trying stuff. And, I mean, if I don't understand something, I play with it. And, and obviously, if I want to understand it, then I play with it. Like, when you first um, buy some Bitcoin... And you don't understand the difference between having your own wallet and keeping it on an exchange. <laughs> you then find a wallet, but you still don't understand like how important wallets are. But then you learn to, you know, how, how does this stuff work? So you send it from your exchange to another exchange or from an exchange to a wallet. And you now know, you don't understand like about the fees and the, you know, the order of... Well, you, the you order can... of transactions, but it's a stepping stone. It's a start. Yes. You know, you've you've sent your first email. Like, well done. Well, more than that, I don't understand where that money is coming from. That's a thing. I've like, I I can't figure out for the life of me how um, these airdrops. You know how where that where it comes from. Uh, yield it's printed money essentially. Well, okay, so yeah, so let's go back. One to that. of the best. One of the best airdrops, I think one of the most well-known airdrops is probably the Uniswap airdrop. And so what was happening was... Excuse me while I go cry. <laughs> I, I sold all that straight away. I got the airdrop and like literally thought, oh, great, free money. Sold oh. it all. And uh, I remember, remember it well. I paid to have my car service and a couple of new tires. So that was great. Now if I saved it, I could have bought a new car. <laughs> like a brand new car, a nice car with new tires that doesn't need servicing. But <laughs> uh, well, like w when we were first using Uniswap, we didn't use the Uniswap because we we thought that it was going to pay us. We used Uniswap because it was one of those things like, oh, it was the new the new DAP right that was around, and so you go over and you chuck a bit of money into it and you buy a coin to see how it works, and you're like, oh, okay, that's really simple. So I can actually show on the screen. I think that's, so actually, I might that's true. Do... I just tried it and thought, this is really neat. And mm. like you said, I didn't for a minute think I was going to ever get any airdrop out of it. So let me just take this page over here a second and load up a wallet that I don't mind sharing. 
think the first reason I used it because uh, the price of one up had some token I had a little bit of that had kind of pumped and I thought I could do with selling this but it's not really on any decent exchange and then I thought ah it's uh, Uniswap I've heard people mention I'll give that a go and it worked a treat and as well back so then it... it was affordable you could use it because the gas fees yeah. were ridiculous oh, yeah. now it's I remember just when... stupid I well that's why I've moved some of my Bitcoin I was saying I've, that's why I've moved some of my Bitcoin back into Ethereum now because uh, you know everyone's saying the gas fees are going to drop and uh, if that happens and yeah, but now that that update just got pushed back to July, so don't hold your breath. Shame. Oh, all right. I did not get that news. There you go. I Every just heard day. today. Live stream now, you know. <laughs> so, so this is Uniswap, and it's a very it's an exchange, and I'm not going to explain like the intricacies of it. All you need to know is that it's a very easy to use exchange. It doesn't require your personal information, and you don't need to log in, give it your phone number, or show your passport. All you need is a, a wallet. And so you have a built-in wallet into your browser. You can see here I've got $56.92 euros worth of Ethereum in here, which also shows you here in the balance. And then you can pick a token. So if you want to pick a token, the best way to do it is... Now, this is built on... This exchange is built on Ethereum. So it's only for trading Ethereum cryptocurrencies. So if you find uh, an Ethereum-based cryptocurrency, like Chainlink, for instance, then you come on to CoinGecko and you come down here and you find the contract code. You see the little Ethereum logo right, right here. I think it's on the, uh, on the screen. So you copy that contract address and you make sure you've got the right one. You paste that in and there it is. There's Chainlink. I've already added it, but if you hadn't, you could click on it there. I think it's worth mentioning, especially if people haven't used Uniswap, like you said, if you come copying and contract addresses, it's worth double checking it's the right one because it's very easy to make a copycat token and people get scammed like that. You can see here that you've got, I usually check the first four or five characters and the last four or five characters. So basically, if I wanted to trade some Ethereum for Chainlink right now, I could choose an amount, so 0.03, and that would give me 1.88 link. So then you would press swap. I'm, I'm going to impact the price by 4%. That's crazy. The price of or Ethereum? Link. Price updated. Anyway, so you would go to confirm swap. Your wallet opens up. And already you can see here that just the transaction fee alone is going to cost me 42 euros and 92 cents. Mm. So to trade $43 and 20 cents is basically half. It, the gas fee, the transaction fee, is is half the amount. If I wanted to trade a thousand dollars worth, then the transaction fee of forty two, forty three dollars would be a little bit more acceptable. But there's no point paying fifty percent of the overall fee. Mm. So once upon a time, this um, exchange used to be really cheap. This transaction here, instead of it costing forty five dollars, would probably cost 
like Two. a few cents. Yeah. A few cents. And then it got more popular. And then, you know, the competition came in and more and more people were using the, the blockchain. More apps, dApps are being built onto it. And so everybody's fighting for transactions. And that's why it's really expensive now. So if you go to make a transaction and for some reason it fails, and there's a bunch of reasons it could fail, I won't go into that you lose the transaction fee. So if I wanted to buy $1,000 worth of chain link right now, and I was going to pay a $50 transaction fee and my transaction failed, I just lost $50, 50 euros, whatever. So this was happening a lot. And so- Especially if you skimp on fees, you know, if you think, oh, I'll go cheap and it doesn't matter if it takes a while, then if the price changes outside your slippage tolerance, it fails yeah and then you've wasted so, your gas so you kind of want to go in high to make sure it gets so here here it's a 43 euro fee but i can click edit and i could pay 50 or i could pay 40 if i pay 40 it's going to be a slow transaction and if the price changes too much then my transaction is going to fail so if you're trading you're probably better going the the higher fee to make sure that you get the trade yeah. and sometimes this might on... not be enough yeah, I, I always it's... check on uh, the gas uh, gas tracker on Etherscan and literally go around the highest just because I don't want it to fail. So here you can see these are the recommended trading fees for this moment in time. And if you refresh the page, these can change because it's constantly changing. You see, they just changed. Mm. So this is saying that you need to pay 181 way if you're trading to get a fast transaction to make sure that your transaction goes onto the blockchain. So doing so, I could go to advanced and I could change this to 181 GUI, which is telling me I don't have enough because whatever, that would end up being probably more than your ace. 60, 60, 70, $80 euros mm -hmm. just, just in fees. So this was happening a lot on Uniswap. And so all of a sudden, one day, this is where it gets exciting. All of a sudden, one day, there was an airdrop. I woke up one morning and I, I was watching uh, Omar Bam on um, Crypto's News. I don't know if you watch him. He's a big ETH head. <laughs> and he's like, it must have been like five o'clock in the morning or something. I just woke up. I saw he had a video on YouTube, so I pressed play. And it's like, everybody got a surprise this morning and they found out we had 400 Uniswap tokens in there, like waiting to be claimed for each wallet that has transacted with the Uniswap exchange. I was like, what? What? So I go on straight away, I open one of my wallets. I was like, holy shit, I got 400 Uniswap. I don't know how much it's worth yet. I'm just like, cool, right? <laughs> so then I go and see how much it was worth. And it was worth something like, two or three dollars a coin i think by the time i found it i think it was like worth 1500 to two thousand dollars i think it was kind of accepted that it was about twelve hundred dollars worth when it hit you while right okay and then obviously it started pumping a little bit after that well then i was like going through all my wallets and i found four wallets that have interacted with the exchange I had 1,600 Uniswap worth about, by the time it got to the afternoon, it was knocking on the door of $8,000. Nice. That I just got given to me. Now, one of the cool things is that 
a friend of mine that put in 400 euros and in the bear market was down 75%. I told her to buy some uh, XIO. I was like, get some XIO because like holding this coin later on down the line is going to give you other coins. And it's not really worth anything yet, but I think it's got potential. So she put like 50 quid in. 30 quid, something like that. She bought 30 quid of XIO. And the only place at the time to buy XIO was on Uniswap. So I phoned her up, right? And I was like, hey, um, I, I, you've used Uniswap, haven't you? And she's like, no, no, I've not heard of it. I was like, you have? I was like, do you have XIO? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, you've used Uniswap then because that's the only place, like, that's where I told you to buy it. I was like, so because you've used Uniswap, you've got like two grand on waiting for you. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm at work at the minute. I'll call you when I get home. So later on that evening, she gets home, she calls me and I'm walking her through the process. And I'm like, are you buzzing? And she's like, well, not until it, not until I know I've got it. Not until I know it's mine. I was like, it is yours. You've got it. Trust me, you've got it. But basically this free airdrop was more than three times more than what she originally put in hmm. right so she's basically what quadrupled almost 5x with a free gift and i had another friend also that had uh, had it on two wallets and it's like is that a way to like persuade people to get into crypto though because it's like so we're you know it's going to give you some money Right. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's like, hey, right? so um, it, it is in the end of the day, it does appeal to that gambler mindset. And, uh, you know, if you take the money and leave, good on you. But there's always going to be that part of you that says, well, if I did something with it, it could have been more money. So here's the first question that, that sparks this whole whole thing. That you I asked, took the like, money and left. I knew Nick. Where Not does, good on me. Where, where <laughs> does this money come from? I think the first question was, where, where does this money come from and how does it get its value? So these were tokens that were basically minted, printed out of out of thin air. You know, they, they you can you can mint tokens on the Ethereum blockchain and it doesn't require anything but a bit of code to make it. You can just, I, I mean, I've printed Groove tokens and all it cost me was a transaction fee. And so I've just basically created however many X million tokens called whatever I want. So <laughs> they gave these tokens to everybody and these are governance tokens. So all the token does, they don't earn you anything yet, uh, but all they do is they... Um, they give you voting rights over the exchange. So if you go on to Uniswap, you can go to governance and there's, they might put some proposals up there and you can vote with your coins over yes or no on the direction that they want to want to go. But this was mainly a, um, the reason they airdropped this and I can't remember, was it 60% or 40% that went to the community that used the exchange? I don't remember, but it was the majority of the coins went to the people that use the exchange, partly because people had lost transaction fees trying to use the exchange. So I probably lost hundreds and hundreds, if not a couple grand's worth of, of my Ethereum on failed transactions 
when a new coin gets launched on there and everybody's trying to buy it, not everybody can buy it because it's just too much at once. People, you know, end and up suppose the volatility in the price as well. Unless you say your yeah, slippage well, really high, it's going to fail. A whole, bu- whole bunch of reasons. So this was a way that the creators of the exchange managed to be able to give back to those that used it. And it became, uh, it was, I mean, it made the headlines when it was competing with the daily volume of Coinbase. A mm. decentralized exchange is competing with the, the biggest centralized exchange in the world. And the biggest centralized exchange in the world has never given a $2,000 gift to all of its users for for giving them support. It's more of a um, refund, really, isn't it? What's that? It's more of a refund, uh, you know, for people that have lost hmm. fees. But to me, that's what airdrops are. It's like, again, it's like going back to what you're saying about networks. So... If Facebook didn't have any users, it wouldn't be worth anything. And so, I mean, it's not like you, I, I don't use, I use something to learn how it works. And if it, if it has, if it gives me value, you know, it, it allows me to buy a certain thing or earn an interest, earn a yield, whatever. If it works for me, I'll keep using it. But a lot of things I do today, I'll go and throw like a couple quid at something just in case there's an airdrop down the line. Yeah, I guess. Um, but, you know, your, your friend is one of these, you know, success stories, but you can't, again, it's, it's a just in case thing, right? Um, you, she, you got lucky. she got lucky. Mm. She got lucky. Yeah. She, and, um... she, she's not in profit now because she made a good choice. She's in profit, well in profit now because she got lucky. She got lucky and she, you know, she, she put her faith in you. Not that we shouldn't put our faith in you. Um, but you know, you can't, when you're investing, you, you have to do your due diligence, don't you? And uh, I think if I'm trying to convince people to get into crypto, you know, I can say, hey, you know, I got lucky or I've got a friend of a friend that got lucky. Um, but there's better ways, right? I mean, there's like much more consistent ways, like actually understanding what blockchain is. Um, you know, it's a no brainer by that point. And you can, I reckon you can make a lot more money because if you actually understand it, right, your, your friend, she said, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath until I know I've got it, which basically means turning it into euros, right? No, it meant turn it into Bitcoin or Ethereum and oh, whatever, um, right? Uh, but, oh, well, that's a good thing then, because uh, I mean, a, a level of understanding about it. But well, no, she doesn't, she just does she just did that because I told her to. <laughs> that's not better then um but uh if 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 you're going into it with without an understanding and you do get that airdrop there i i can understand a lot of people would be like oh i'm gonna just trade it out for actual you know fiat money i've got it in my bank account and i'm a happy person um if you're lucky if you're lucky to get it um but if you're not banking on luck and you actually understand it you're gonna make a lot more than that (laughs) you're gonna make yeah yeah um that, that it's a better way to sell it on people because you know you, you can make two grand and have it safe or you can make hundreds yeah, of yeah. i think it's yeah, a more responsible sales pitch it is more yeah, responsible and you can make yeah. more money as well. don't get me wrong i'm not like try I, I'm, I'm, I don't say oh 
get into crypto because of this because there's eardrops but what i say once they're in crypto is i say it might be worth chucking a tenner at this because it could pay you back someday mm. this looks interesting because of this hey there's a new oh did you get did you unlock your pokemon egg by the way i unlocked my pokemon egg i got three. Oh, wow Am I right going down to the Pokemon eggs? Am I right in thinking that only some hatch? And if it doesn't hatch, it's kind of like I, a lottery. I've missed this one. I, I didn't do any Pokemon eggs. Oh, you, um, you're missing it. You're not left to you got find, a Pokemon egg. Let me find the link. Let me share the link real quick. Um, I like. I remember... just sort of thought, well, it's ten dollars in gas. I'll give it a blast, but. Basically, you just register your uh, MetaMask Ethereum address with this website. Works on Trust Wallet too. I use Trust. Doing so costs you a transaction fee. So I think when I did it, it was like $14 or $15. I've got a friend who did it. It cost him $19. It it depends on your wallet because they automate the um, transaction fees. I discovered as well, you can be a cheapskate and go in low and just wait so well, I you think might I, be waiting. You might be waiting a long time. Yeah, I wouldn't days. go in too low. I think I went in with about 160 gray or something. Um, and it did take a few hours, but it got mined. And I was a little bit worried that if it doesn't get mined quick, is it just going to fail? But turns out it wasn't the case. It got mined and um, my eggs there. I've got to find this. Did I save it? Is it crypto? Here it is. Okay. I only... So... I must admit, I didn't do any... Uh, deep in-depth research on it it just looked quirky and i thought well it's ten dollars i'll give that a blast so here it is are we going to go back to the conversation about it being a bubble then <laughs> <laughs> so More here it is. <laughs> it's poker is it is it ah right so is it pokemon i think it's, yeah, it's pokemon pokemon but pokemon is quite clever actually i like that but poker, obviously it's on the the uh something to do with the polka dot yeah blockchain so here it is limited time offer claim your egg congratulations congratulations you've successfully claimed your mysterious pokemon egg so all you do is you come here with your wallet so if i switch to say this one Right, you come here, it says claim your egg, blah, blah, blah. So you click on claim your egg. And then you pay a transaction fee. So right now, this is going to cost me eight euros and 29 cents if I want to claim my egg. You can do it with as many different wallets as you want. And then eventually, you're not guaranteed to win anything. I think my understanding was, is it 180 of them hatch, which is not that many. So there's a good chance you're not going to win anything. But I guess if you are one of the lucky ones, this egg does hatch. You're probably in the money because I imagine they'll sell for quite a bit. I'll post this into the um, the YouTube chat. I can totally understand throwing a tenor towards these kind of things, but so much goes against my kind of uh, reasonable investment you know, yeah, uh, that's that's a total gamble. I think that one. It's kind of just like oh, buying is. a lottery ticket. Uh, it is. It's exactly like buying a lottery ticket. But the way I see this is, I can see this being uh, NFTs are all the rage at the minute. So I can see this being somebody's going to have thousands, if not tens of thousands. There might even be a millionaire made from this, and they're going to have an NFT that they're going to sell for a ridiculous amount of money. But I also think that. 
I had a quick glance, and I believe there's going to be a um, a cryptocurrency that's going to be listed on Uniswap. So just for registering, we might all get an airdrop of tokens, which will have a value, even if we don't get the NFT. Didn't even consider that. We could that. get a nice airdrop. So, I mean, I think if you've made a tenor in profit or, you know, maybe you've made a hundred or two, it's worth chucking a tenor at it. And it's maybe worth chucking a couple of wallets at it. Maybe get into you can have as many wallets as you can come up with. You can register a wallet once, so you can make ten wallets and, and chuck a hundred quid at it, depending on the transaction fees. Obviously, you've got to send Ethereum to each of those wallets. That's going to be another fee, so that's going to cost you like another hundred quid. Ethereum, I thought um, it was a chain thing. Well, it's on Ethereum because this is where all the activity is. So. You know, it might they might build something on Polkadot. It might be cross-chain, but they can access a massive pool of liquidity if they they offer this on Ethereum right now. Yeah, suppose that's it. Everyone who's into crypto pretty much knows how to use Ethereum and has some means of easily doing so. Whereas I guess if you launch on some less popular chain, a lot of people will just think, oh, can't be bothered with the hassle of figuring that out. I just won't bother. Ethereum's where the money is, really. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And also, it's probably in our favor because it's expensive these days. And if I just got into crypto like yesterday, there's no way I'd be like, I'm not spending a tenner to claim an egg, right? But we've all been around a little while and we're like, yeah, all right, I took a tenner in, whatever, I took 30 quid at it, 50 quid, whatever. Um, no. Nope. All in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to us, like, it's just, well, you know, it's not a $100 transaction fee. I've paid a few of those. So maybe this is kind of some elitist way of just making sure that the people that have been here for a while get, you know, get a chance. And all the new people that are just using Binance Smart Chain because it's cheap, mm. you know, they're going to miss out because it seems that all the 50 cent transactions. Yeah, it's just a hell of a difference, isn't it? Seems that all the NFT stuff still, well, everything I've come across still seems to be on Ethereum. I thought, I mean, I know there are NFT bits and bobs on um, Binance Smart Chain, but not so much. I've not come across anything decent. Have you? Have you guys? No, not yet. Um, no. I heard something about bakery swap, but right, okay. What oh, by the way, we got NFT? a comment from. We got a comment. Yeah, I had a look for NFTs on bakery. And um, I minted a couple, but nothing ever actually came out. Uh, can you mint? So I think that? I just, oh. I think I just threw like a dollar at them and lost it. Uh, we got a comment here, by the way. It's been here for a while, Alistair, by Kyle King. So show up and good? go to bed, guys. <laughs> what's good, Alistair? Way above my head, this, but I'm game to learn. Haha. <laughs> Okay. Hello, I hope you're still listening. Uh, Kyle's my Kyle's my landlord, actually. <laughs> cool guy. Right. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, uh, dude. Like, no. Like, uh, come around to the flat one day. I'll, you know, I'll social bore you. Support, you know, <laughs> I'll make you want to leave. <laughs> Put you off crypto for yeah, life. I don't know if, if you're still listening, Kyle. Then clearly you're you're actually interested. <laughs> um. It's one of those things, though. It's like you don't get it until you start to get it. And even when you start to get it, you still don't get it because there's loads more to it than you, than you can understand. It's so overwhelming. Like, it's too much information for your brain. But you know you have to 
shove it all in somehow because some part of you is telling you it's important. You have to learn it. Um, so many a bull run when there's so much shit going on. It's like you have to you have to have some way to filter it out, and you don't know if your filter is good enough because you don't know shit yet. <laughs> right? There is so much noise, isn't there? And I think there's so many rabbit holes you can go down. Like you can just touch the surface on so many things, but the more you something for everybody, something. Yeah, the deeper you go. Like yeah. I suppose Bitcoin's kind of my main sort of interest. I mean, all the rest. Yeah, I mess about with a bit of the DeFi stuff, but mm. it's really Bitcoin's kind of always been the one that I want to understand on a deeper level, but. The deeper I go, the more I realize how little I know. And what always amazes me is how much some people know. You know, if you find the decent Telegram groups where the developers and stuff are, um, or maybe not Telegram groups, but forums, it's just like... Yeah, Telegram's not a good place to start, no, really, is it? No, maybe not. There's a lot of scams and rubbish. But yeah, maybe forums, I should have said. But just people's knowledge. I just think, how do you even begin to know all this? It's just like blows my mind. Well, if you throw $10 at something and then you come back like a month later and it's now $100, the incentive is there. And you're like, yeah. you know, once once you make a little bit of money, you start to learn more. I've and got you a learn lot of... more, you ask more questions and then you've got more to learn. And it's I've got just... a lot of admiration, I think, for the guys who have been in from the start who maybe weren't making any money and just you know the technology was their passion you know the people who got yeah, but, in really early and it was worth yeah, it was just quirky we've not been making money for the last three years though essentially True. yeah we're still so, here <laughs> yeah good point um, i suppose that is a good point i guess yeah to start with i lost a fortune well what was to me a fortune to some people it'd be pocket money but yeah to me it was a lot to lose and it, it hurt yeah. but yeah i'm still here because it, it interested me and i I saw potential. No, I can remember I was in. Um, like I, I like Bitcoin, but Ethereum is my favorite, and it's because it's programmable. And I'm a software engineer, you know. Uh, just the 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 potential that it has um, to just do, just add this extra layer to software projects that, um, frankly, is not being explored enough. It could be, uh, as I was saying to Chris earlier, you know, it's uh, it's it, it's not like just everything being done on ethereum it's like an extra thing as part of the the, the bigger ecosystem of server side front end databases cloud etc now we've got something else to play with and i think more companies even small ones should be playing with it at least I you know I, I think it's coming up you know but uh you know i've um well i don't want to speak too much in case uh Okay, so anybody I don't want to hear say hears anything, but um, what I've been seeing there's just not been enough of it, um, even amongst quite well established ones. I'm not talking about Microsoft, you know, and, and Facebook. I'm talking about, you know, the the the, the little bit well established guys. I think we could be doing so much more. Uh, this is how I know that we're like at the, you know, not even near the peak of the whole thing, right? Because when we are, everybody's going to be doing it. Now, not even established people are doing it yet. Only the, the, the very biggest or the most startup. I'm sure they all are. They're just not talking about it yet until they're comfortable. But my employers aren't, right? And my employers are like the, one of the biggest software companies in Scotland. Yeah, but the thing is that they, they've got a model that works for them. So why, you know, eventually they're going to fall behind. And if they don't adopt this shit, it, there's going to come a point where they have to, they have to start. Exactly. And at the minute, 
Mm. At the minute, the majority of the world of Bitcoin and crypto is this thing they've heard of. It used to be that they've heard of Bitcoin and Bitcoin was cryptocurrency. Bitcoin was everything. They don't know about the thousands of coins underneath the umbrella term that is cryptocurrency. They just know Bitcoin. And now they're, you know, most people have heard of Ethereum and they've heard of Dogecoin and they might have heard of Litecoin and, and a few others. And so it is becoming more widespread and, and not well known, but it's becoming more familiar, I guess. Yeah, that, there is... that's what I'm saying. It's like it's kind of a privileged time because uh, not everybody is doing it yet, but they are starting to hear about it. Actually, while I say that, my employer did write a, a blog post about it and put it on, on LinkedIn. Um, so clearly they respect the technology enough to write about it, uh, so... if not implement it yet. Um, Shows it's starting to take an interest. Exactly. You know, um, it, it's going to be like, you know, web development is going to be something that you have to do eventually. Uh, and we're not there yet, which means it's a privileged time to be in this space. I believe that NFTs are going to be, I mean, at the minute, everybody's heard about this guy that made a piece of art and sold a JPEG for $70 million. And they, they don't understand it. 69. But what, but, but what they don't understand is that it's not just a JPEG. It's not just selling art online for ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, in the new Uniswap V3, they're going to use NFTs. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like, maybe that's not the best example. Um, but there's going to be NFTs for everything. So concert tickets are going to be NFTs. And so you'll be able to buy a concert ticket, which can't be copied, can't be faked. Right. And you're going to use your phone to gain access to a concert. Maybe it's an online concert. Maybe it's a, a lecture. Maybe it's an outdoor whatever. And then once you've been to that event, well, you've then got, you know, the, the ticket on your phone as, as a memory and, and as a collectible. And so if you went to, say, every single Creamfields event or whatever, um, or Glastonbury, you know, you'd be able to keep these in your wallet and you'd be able to send them to a, a storage, you know, so you don't lose it or whatever. <laughs> and, you you know, you might start to then collect ones that you missed out on. So then when you go to um, a festival, there's a market to sell your used ticket. Even though you can't use it to go to a festival anymore, there's going to be a market of people that are collecting tickets, right? And so maybe you might find that the first ticket ever issued, ticket 00000001 for, for Glastonbury, is worth millions because it was the first ticket issued. Mm. And so, so somebody's going to go and collect those and then, you know, and create a collection. Um, but there's all, and it's not just tickets. There's just so many different things. I guess even um, on the tickets, you could have, there's so much you could do with that. You could have special rewards for people who hold X amount of tickets or it's just, yes. yeah, also. Retail like, commissions, right? We, right? I was watching that Mark Cuban um, thing this morning. You know, it's like if somebody else resells it, you could get some money. Yeah. Right. So that's another thing. So if you go and mint your own NFT, and I've done this, I have minted an NFT. 
And if you go on, I think I did it on Rarible. Is the only I one made one on Rarible. Yeah, it's quite easy, isn't it, it? It gives you the option and you can you can choose a percentage and you can say, right, when this gets sold on, when, when the person that buys it from me sells it to someone else, I take X amount percent commission. So if you choose 20% commission and the person you sold it to sells it on for 100 quid, they get 80 quid and you get 20 quid from them selling it. And when that person sells it on, you get another 20% and so on and so on. So, I mean, this isn't just for tickets and collectibles. Imagine if um, you are a uh, an artist, a music, a band or a singer, right? You're a solo singer. And I haven't seen it really yet, um, but I'm sure there's going to be a point in the near future where you'll be able to issue albums and singles as NFTs. And owning the NFT will allow you to play the track. I mean, obviously, there'll be a way to copy it, you know, so they'll always be copying and, and illegally copy, copying you say, first. Take a scan of the Mona Lisa. So, yeah, anyone can get a digital copy of the Mona Lisa, only somebody can have the original, right? Yeah. So, um, well, I, I don't know if you watched the same thing I watched, but they were talking about baseball. Oh, no, we did. I think it was... The economics explained that, yeah. Yes, he explained baseball cards. And it's like, just because you've bought uh, a collectible base baseball card that's worth a million dollars, right, because it's this rare collectible... Um, doesn't mean that you have the rights to that person on the card, exactly. yeah. right? So that basically explained it all to me. Like that—that that was the question. I was. Uh, uh, can I go a little bit deeper with this? Um, because uh, the art market is something I think we've all heard about, but maybe um, is not so well understood, right? Because you see, like, your paintings being sold for like five hundred million dollars, insane amounts of like prices. And there's a good reason for it. And it's not because these people are art connoisseurs and they really like the paintings. The reason to do it is because art is small and portable, right? And and it's very easy to fudge the price. No government can dictate, legitimately dictate what a piece of art is worth, really. Um, you can get you can buy this painting, right? And then you can get your art appraiser friend. You'll say, I'll give you 5,000 pounds uh if you value this painting at a hundred thousand pounds right so he's gonna go and he's like somehow you've got a professional art appraiser saying this painting that you bought for five grand and you paid him off five grand now this painting is worth a hundred grand and who's to say otherwise is a government more qualified than a professional art appraiser no right now you can donate this you can donate this painting to a museum you look at any museum with loads of paintings you're going to see donated by this fucking guy you've never heard of right you donate it it's a charitable donation which means now you don't pay taxes on 100 grand right now paintings are really great for this because they're small you can keep them in your attic you know you can, it's very easy you can now do this with nfts right the the art collectors are going to jump all over this probably i have, I have an argument i have an argument to this I'm, I'm glad you brought this up actually because i was looking at uh, some of my nfts and i've only bought a couple I bought an NFT uh, last year and I paid uh, half an Ethereum, which at the time was about, I think Ethereum was about $400. Um, 
I just made, I think I got an airdrop from somewhere, I had some money and I was like, well, I like this artist. I'd like to support him. I'm always stealing his images for free. So I like this picture. It's half an Ethereum. It's $200. I'll buy it. So I bought it. I felt good. I was like supporting my favorite artist. Wicked. And I've got a thing. And it's my first NFT that I've bought. It's like I'm on the NFT train. And this was before NFTs like really, really blew up. They were just start, they were blowing up, but not crazy, crazy just yet. And so I was flicking through one of my wallets yesterday and uh, Zappa.fi is a, is a site that you connect your wallet and it tells you everything linked to your wallet, all your yield farming, like it basically gives you a total worth of your wallet. And it showed this NFT and that NFT it goes on, it has a value on it, and that value is the last price paid for the item last time it was sold, right? This isn't somebody valuing it. This is saying, last time this changed hands, it sold for this much. Ethereum, which is, now worth, which is now worth this much money. Yeah. So I bought a NFT for $200 worth of Ethereum, which was 0.5 Ethereum at the time. And today, or well, last time I looked, it was worth about $830. So I've now got an $830 piece of NFT art. It's a one of 10 series. Now, <clears throat> all that does is tell you how much I paid for it, but the currency i paid for it with has gained value now could i sell that for 830 today even though i only paid 200 dollars for it i would be i would like to get more ethereum than i paid for it i think I've, i think I, I listed something for sale today for like nine and a half ethereum that i got for free just because why not cost me a transaction fee but there's like 12,000 of these things in existence. So why would somebody pay that much money unless they're stupid, right? And, and you know, unless it means something to them, which there's 12,000 of these things. It's not one of a kind or one of 10. But you're saying that somebody could price a piece of art and donate it to charity and that could, no, because everything is, is uh, transparent and on the blockchain, can't be removed. And so, if he bought that piece of art for $5,000, which would be, say, uh, say two and a half Ethereum today. But according to the then, law, according to the law, if a professional art appraiser says this is how much it's worth, um, certainly in the meantime, it's probably uh, in the eyes of the law worth more than what this particular uh, DAP says it's worth, right? Um, if you, if, yeah, but it's all logged because because there was a transaction on the blockchain. You can literally see. Imagine buying a car. Well, well, nobody, thinks, nobody thinks that you, you bought this for what the art appraiser says it's worth. Nobody's lying about anything. You can even make it public. Yes, I did buy this for a bargain of £1,000 and now it's worth £100,000 according to this art appraiser. You know, uh, you, you don't have to lie about anything. Um it's it's a it's, it's a, just a a neat way to get out of taxes. Um, In my head, it only is worth that much if somebody's willing to pay it. Me too. Uh, to be honest, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, um, but this kind of stuff, you know, it's uh, you know, you look at 
kind of renaissance art uh you know it, it it went through this big explosion because you got all these rich people willing to throw their money behind it not because we're at the beginning of a digital renaissance uh, there i'll drink to that yeah yeah i mean i was watching um uh max kaiser and uh what's his chick's name um whatever her name is and they were talking about and they were talking about this like a few months ago they were talking about we're in the middle of a digital re renaissance and they were saying that when the re renaissance happened it's not like they all sat around going oh no, we're, we're in a, in a re renaissance and there's all yeah, this no, 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 <laughs> it's such a wonderful time this is going to go down in history <laughs> no, it was horrible. They came out like it was dark ages. They came yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. It was like and three so, people. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I'd love to just skip forward like a thousand years and look back at now and see, like, is it important? Or so not? If it did go down in history. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, like, because if we look back at times when, you know, if you look back at the caveman, right? And they used to eat like one meal a week or something because they had to go out and hunt for that food and they would all just feast. And the Vikings were famous for doing it. They would have a massive feast and then they just wouldn't eat for ages because there wasn't any food, right? And we look at those, those times and it's just like, God, that was hard work, wasn't it? Like, what a horrible time to live in. But at the time, it was normal. And if people a thousand years in the future from now look back at this period in our history, they're going to look at our life as fucking hell. They struggled. Like they had to go to work for 12 hours a day. Oh my God. To buy their digital yeah. art. It's, bo <laughs> bo it's, it's barbaric. Barbaric even. I don't know. We, we might go down like the, the, the Blade Runner route or something. Everything, everything becomes John, a, that's a movie I've never, nightmare. Watched. I've never watched Blade Runner. I, it's good. It's good. And I like the new one as well. Um, we're getting a bit off topic, I guess. Uh, we've also been going for an hour and a half over that now, so um, I don't know if uh, I see two yeah, people. Yeah, we could call. And I think that's us. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got three viewers, so thank you for watching, everyone. Oh, and also, I was thinking of um, doing a giveaway at some point, maybe like next mm. week, and I don't know how to do it would be cool to like give away some some crypto to somebody like i think first of all we should have like a format and like a little bit of pr you know it's a neat idea like you said one to think about I'd... yeah mm. I, yeah like people are gonna have to do something for it i'm not just gonna like i don't know this is something i'm thinking about stay tuned maybe there won't be a giveaway next week but there will be one at some point what we thought and, of it. Keep watching. And the way it, the way the longer it takes, probably the more money it's gonna be given away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's gonna say unless you're giving away fear, and it's gonna be worth less. Yeah. <laughs> inflate, inflate away. Anyway, yeah. It's now in 38. I was going to try and keep it to an hour. I don't know if it's good for like an algorithm. I'm pretty sure it's just like us and a few people we know watching that way, but, mm. but you never know. Got to start somewhere, I guess. It's been fun though. It's always good to chat crypto. Anyway, any any questions in the chat? Like I'll be checking it. So don't be afraid to ask. Uh, you can find us 
at corfucrypto.com. You can also find us at eastmidscrypto.co.uk. Eastmidscrypto.co.uk. Alistair hasn't got his own website. Well, he has, but it's not crypto. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, all questions welcome. And uh, thanks for watching. Hope we didn't bore you too much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Good stuff. Cheers out. Peace. Need like an outro song. <laughs>